Blog Talk Radio. In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. I am looking for freedom, looking for freedom, and Glory to God, glory to God. This is Pastor Lionel Gant. This is the whole truth and nothing but the truth radio broadcast. And we're coming to you live today with nothing but the whole truth. You know, we got a treat for you today. We got we got one of our top artists in the nation that's going to be on the line with us today and going to be talking to us about the about about the gospel, about the gospel music and about uh you know the what we're taking for a subject today is, you know, the stages of the stages of of life, the stages of life journey. And uh, we're going to talk about our life journey. We're going to talk about the things that we go through in this life and what we experience in this life. And I want to take the moment to introduce my special guest to you. And I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell you all about herself. And so uh, y'all greet my guest. Come on. Hi, my name is Lady Bain out of Detroit, Michigan. It's such a blessing to be here with you today, Pastor Gant, and your listeners. Anytime I get a chance to speak about my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, it just does something in the atmosphere for me. So I just want to say thank you that I'm here and alive and well and able to tell my testimony. He said we're overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So every time I open my mouth to tell my testimony, I feel something else just leap off of me, and I'm able to carry on just one more day. So I just want to say thank you. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so I'm a well, recording well, artist. How, 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 I mean, you were down here in Atlanta with us. I had a chance to meet them. They were down here in Atlanta. It was, oh, man, that was so powerful, uh, the oh, women's God. program. The women's program, I mean, that was powerful. But but how is things, how is things uh, uh, up north? How are things up north right now? Oh, I definitely came back to cold weather. And this is, you know, how Michigan do us. You know, one minute it's 80 degrees, and, and we're back in the 40s. <laughs> so, uh-huh. But the atmosphere has totally changed. You know, it's one of those events that when you go one way, you come come back another way, and deliverance continued to take place after that event in the hotel rooms. And, you know, God mm-hmm. definitely showed up and showed out. I thank him for it. Mm-hmm. Well, well, how, well how, is, how is the atmosphere for, like, the job, the crime? Because you see in Atlanta right now, murders have picked up. I mean, where, you know, I was working with the Stop the Violence campaign, and, and violent crime had went down tremendously, right? Okay, mm-hmm. but now all of a sudden it spiked up with the coronavirus and all the stuff that's going on now. Uh, people not working, people needing money. Uh, but for some reason, violent crime and domestic crime has increased. What do you have to say about that? Well, you know what? At first I was, you know, I was getting a little shaken by it because I'm noticing it here as well. It seemed like we had a pause in it because people were in the hospitals and, you know, dying and not able to get out here and do what they do. But 
you know, I, I'm not shaking because I understand Second Timothy chapter three. It says, "Mark this perilous time shall come," and I believe we're in that dispensation where people are are not uh, respectful to their parents. And you know, that starts at home. If you can't respect mom and dad or grandma, whoever raised you in that village, it's going to spill over into the in the streets. And I saw that as a police officer. How you know, I thought it was bad then, but definitely after COVID, people aren't able to get into the churches and fellowship and be around that fire and people holding them accountable. So it's almost like a shield has been or a veil has been lifted and people are being exposed. They're anxious. They're angry. And they just need to hear from God. They need somebody to carry that torch into the street and shake and wake up those that belong to the living Christ Jesus so we can get the ball rolling. He's coming back. He's coming back soon. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. What? Well, well, what can you what can you tell us about your ministry? What are you doing now? Now, I, I'm glad to see you, a fellow law enforcement. That was my major, my major with criminal justice. I went into the military, military police corps, and we, matter of fact, one of my first units, the 549 from PCOM, we just had our 40th uh, uh, reunion. Man, it was good to see those guys after all those years, man. Wow, oh, <laughs> and. Um, and we came, you know, we came together and stuff like that. It, I mean, but but from but from but people don't get a chance to hear from our side. They don't get a chance to hear from the law enforcement side. We have to go out there and face those dangers every day. You know, everybody hates the police. You know, so talk to us a little bit about that. Yes, sir. So you know, I was employed with the uh, Detroit Police Department. Then there was an opening for me to go over to the Department of Public Safety, where my concentration was with the youth. And um, okay. you know, it just kind of crossed my mind if I can get them now, they don't have to go to what I've experienced, to, to what I've seen, where you know it's their third or fourth offense, and it's just life after that. So um, God put it on my heart. Every time I put my hands on those kids, it wasn't me just putting my hands on them. I'm speaking the mm-hmm. word over them while they're in the back uh-huh. seat of my car, you know, without uh, mm-hmm. putting it in a religious way. I just ask them right. questions to make them think about the future. And then later they'll come to me and ask me, well, how do I get to that point? I'm able to offer them Christ at that moment and hopefully deter them from making some lifelong uh, mistakes. So that was, it, it weighed on me heavy because I'm a mom, you know, and there were some I was able to get to, and then two or three days later, you know, I, I maybe got a run where I, I'm seeing the same person I'm in a to, and they're laying in the streets fighting for their life dead. So uh, that mm-hmm. was pretty rough, but I also felt it was a call on my life. And um, I did that to the day I retired, and, um, I thought my ministry was in a pulpit. I had gone through uh, the school of ministry, and you know I was waiting for that title, evangelist. But God said, "I got a different, got a different route for you." So um, He used my music um, as a way to kind of break into um, the industry, to you know, to be able to get to the point where where I am now. I mean, how did that happen? I mean, because you know, so many people are out there trying to do that, and you, and I mean, you just, I mean, God just blessed you like that. Yes, He did. Oh, uh, well, you know, <laughs> I would definitely say it was a God thing because at the time when um, the CEO of Royal Court reached out to me, 
she came to me in a friendly manner. It's like, you know, I know you're going through what you're going through, but God is not finished with you. And she took up the mantle and, you know, sought God for it. And she said, well, you're going to write a book. And I'm like, yeah, that's later. It kind of blew her off. She said, you know what? You're going to sing again. You're going to sing, and that's your gift I gave you. And I Mm -hmm. just kind of laughed at her because I'm like, there's no way. I don't have a song in me. (laughs) And uh, I was facing another surgery on my back, um, and I was just in the hospital ready to give up. I picked out what I wanted to wear for my funeral. My mind said, you're done, you're gone. But my spirit was still fighting, you know, even when, you know, you're at the last of your last. You, if you got a praying spirit, if you put something in there, it's going to come out when it's time to come out. And I thank God that even when I was under all of the medications they were putting me under in the hospital, my spirit was still fighting. And when I got out of that hospital, Pastor Garrett, I got into the shower to wash that hospital smell off my body, and God dropped into my spirit my very first song, Pure Love, that's won several awards. So he said, I'm showing you to just walk, keep going. And it seemed like every door that needed to open, open. And I have to give him praise, glory, and honor for that. It's all his doing. All his doing. Well, you know, people don't realize people don't realize that that when when they're reading the Bible, right? Yes, sir. You know, I I have to ask them how readers thou do you really understand what you're reading? You know, yes. people don't realize that Paul that Paul had a had a ministry. Okay, mm-hmm. he was he was actually licensed by the state. By the, by, the, by the nation of Israel to go out and to gather up the believers and to and to imprison them and to you know and to bring them into order and uh, and and God used that minute God used that you know that that assignment to further his ministry because when he when he was called into the ministry he told him he said look y'all remember me I was the one that persecuted the church but now God, glory to God, hallelujah. God has sent me to build the church. And, yeah. and, and you know, I look at my, I look at, you know, I, I was assigned, I was assigned down there in, uh, in Central America and Republic of Panama. I was assigned to counter-drug operations. And people don't know what we do. They don't know what we do. They don't know the things that we see, you know, the, you know, but but they understand but they understand that yeah you got to have law enforcement because imagine what the world would be like without police officers imagine what the world would be like if we didn't have these things in place and and a lot of times i remember when my my father he was a sheriff back in the day and he told me he said you know what we couldn't even arrest a white man they could in his, in his time they couldn't even arrest a white man. They you know they would have to sit there and wait. They would have to sit there and wait for another you know sheriff to come along, you know, to help them out to assist them with that. So so can you can you uh, can you tell us a little bit about your ministry today and uh, and what you were saying you're doing with the youth. Uh, you say from 18, 18 years and older, or you go deal with younger ones? Uh, right now, I would say 18 years and older. 
um, typically anybody under that, I deal with their parents, you know, so to make sure they're um, setting up the atmosphere at home. Um, and if I can't do that, I just make sure I leave something with them so they can work on it as a family. Um, but, you know, I'll minister to wh- whoever God sent me to. So it has to be a charge on my heart to deal with with anybody. And um, because I just don't want it to be uh, a mission in vain because it was something I wanted to do. If God says go, I'm going to go. I don't care who it is, where it is, uh, what time of night, whatever he puts on my heart to do, I have to do it because I know that time is getting short. We see the evidence of it. Um, And I understand after COVID, so many people lost their faith in God. And um, so post-COVID, I understand ministry is going to be a lot different. We have to be a lot more, um, I want to say aggressive and advanced toward the kingdom of God, you know. You know what? You know, before all this happened, back in 2007, right, you know, God was prompting me to, to, to preach, to, to speak to the church, and to and to tell the tell them to come outside of their four walls that the church that did they have to when I talk when I say that when I'm saying the church I'm talking about the institution of the church I'm not talking about the body of Christ the born again believers the body of Christ I'm talking about the institution of the church and God was saying it's time for us to come outside of those four walls and to minister to the people outside because you know what. It would be like four churches on a, in, in, on a within you know within two or three blocks, right? So and those churches yes. don't even they don't even fellowship with each other. You got a crack house in the middle. You got a dope trap down on that side. You got you know you got a prostitution house over here over there, and mm-hmm. and nobody's ministering to the people, but they're but gathering in church every Sunday and they're just ministering to each other. What do you what do you have to say about the church body now, and then the fact that the church doors were closed and now the church doors are opening up? How how should we approach that now? You know what I'm really seeing. Um, I know a few churches that open back up, and they're like, are they afraid to come because they think COVID is? Sick? No, people have really realized the church is in us now. It wasn't. Hey, glory to God. The four walls was just where we gathered to worship. But he said, well, two Amen. or three are gathered together in my name. I am there in the midst. All you need is a, a good three people to to join in with praise and worship with you. I am all for, you know, the online ministries. But most of all, mm-hmm. when he said, go ye therefore and teach all nations, we have to do foot patrol. I like it. And, you know, my ministry as a police officer, it's your everyday life. Even when you pass by somebody in the supermarket, you don't know what they're going through. You have to have an ear to hear. So the Holy Spirit prompts you, you may have to speak to that person and break somebody free from whatever they're dealing with. That's ministry to Uh me. That is ministry to me. So I just, you know, Mm -hmm. I praise God for the people that are starting to understand that and the real body of Christ is starting to stand up. We're really starting to understand that we have to go and get out of those pretty suits and nice hats and sit up and warm those pews on Sunday. This is real work. 
and we can't be afraid. We have to take the charge on our life and go forth just like God told us to do. The New Testament okay. church, we have to do it. Okay, well, we, we've kind of gotten ahead of ourselves. I wanted to read the scripture, and I wanted to come in with a word of prayer. Do you feel yeah. like giving us a word of prayer? All right, let me get let me get the scripture. We're in the book of Numbers. We're in the book of Numbers, the 33rd chapter, and it's talking about Israel's journey, the journey that Israel had to take coming out of the land of Egypt. And um, it says, these are the journeys of the children of Israel, which went forth out of the land of Egypt with their armies under the hand of Moses and Aaron. And Moses wrote their goings out according to their journeys by the commandments of the Lord. And these are the journeys according to their goings out. And it goes on and it talks about, you know, the different places that they went to coming out of Egypt, where they stopped at, and it gives all those details, okay? And me having the opportunity to go to that land, to be in Egypt, I was, I was stationed over there, and, um, and to actually go to the places, you know, and to see those places, you know, it, 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 it puts you in the mindset of like, okay, this actually happened. This is real, you know. I mean, you could go and you can actually see where the children of Israel, you know, the journey that they took, the way that they went, and things of that sort. You know, so as we talk about our life's journey, you know, I look back at, you know, my days in the, in the, in the, in the military police school. I look at the, all the things that we went through. I look at all the, you know, the cases that we had, the things that we go through. You know, all of those things are, are bringing us to, you know, bringing us in this journey. And and so in this life journey, in this life journey, you know, God has a particular purpose for us. You know, yeah. you know, it's because of the persecution of the church that the gospel was spread all over the world. If that persecution wouldn't have took place, they would have just been over there in Jerusalem having a good time. <laughs> having a good time. But because but because of the persecution it scattered them. You know, they had to they ran down into Africa, and when they ran down into Africa, the Pope put out a decree that they should find all of the children of Israel and should put them in perpetual slavery. And people don't realize that that we are the children of Israel, that we are those children that God, that that we are the actual children of God. And now that revelation is coming out. So how do you feel about that? You know, when they when they talk about the people that's over there in the Holy Land. Okay, we know who they are, but who are we? Say that. Mm-hmm. I do see a lot of us starting to wake up to that, and um, I just, you know, want to caution people to be careful and not get into the religious mindset right. of mm-hmm. being the children of Israel. Jesus came to set us free, to make us free, and once we understand that freedom is not the liberty that Christ gave us for us to start doing whatever we want to do, that's a charge on us to take hold of the original mandate that God put on our life, and that's to be holy. Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed, I was just talking to somebody uh, about a day ago, and I said, you notice between a particular time, like maybe the 20s until now, you know, we, we begin to 
raise up a little bit and get a little bit going on for ourselves and, you know, start to prosper in certain areas. And I'm noticing that we're leaving God out of it. He brought us out of Egypt. He -hmm. brought us over so many things. And once we start to get the revelation that we're free, but we're free in Christ Jesus, whom the Son says free is free indeed, but they're thinking, Mm -hmm. oh, the government that made us free. We could do whatever we want to do. And they leave the spirit of the true and living God out of everything that we're doing now. So I think it's going to be another shaking in the church. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. I really believe uh, that. I mean, from the from the doors of the church being shut down and all that stuff, I believe that God was reorganizing the church. He brought them out, as you said. You know, when they when you when you had to have service inside the living room. Well, that's when my church started. My church started from my living room. Glory to God. And I, I think I think I saw more miracles. I saw more signs and wonders when we were at that stage than I did when we had the big buildings and the you know all this stuff you know, but I but I seen so many miracles at that time, you know when we was right there in the living room and felt the power of God coming down right there, you know. My God. Yes, I've witnessed that. I enjoyed that. (laughs) I enjoyed that kind of ministry. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, yes, God. And this is just the beginning. And this is just the beginning. You know, know, there's a movement that's happening amongst our youth, right? As they are coming to the knowledge of Christ, these young boys and girls, they are on fire for Jesus. Okay, but they're they're not with the institutional church, but they're on fire for the Lord. They're coming into the knowledge of the Lord. So I think there's a shaking and there's a change taking place Mm. right now. Yes, it is. And, you know, it just reminds me of that scripture where it says mother be against daughter and father against son. Because these mm-hmm. kids are starting to understand it. They say, hey, in, in your day and age, you know, we were still seeing people sick and dying. We're still seeing, you know, where is the real church of God that you're preaching to me about? They're not afraid. They're not afraid to cast out devils. They're not Ooh. afraid to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. And it's causing a problem with the older generation because, it, you know, they're starting to think cults or something got your mind. No, these kids understand. That's why you have to come as a little child because what you're seeing with your natural mind, you're going to either think it's crazy or you're going to think it's witchcraft or you're just not going to understand it because we're stuck in religion. These kids get it. They believe what the word says, mm-hmm. unadulterated. They believe that if they call for the elders of the church, somebody's going to get healed. They believe that, and they're fighting with it, fighting for it with all of their heart. I've talked to several of them, so I'm like, I got to talk to your mother. I don't want y'all fighting, but I know what the word says. You know, it's like, no, my my mother and grandmother been in church all their life, and they're not there. It's like we need the church to be in you. We need these signs and wonders because I don't want to lose another generation under me. I, I don't want us to not. You know, go back to our original state when we believed and we cried out for God and we tarried and we prayed and we waited for the Holy Spirit. We waited for that power to fall on us. I don't want that loss. So I ask God, what is my purpose? Send me our goal. Send me. 
I don't have bullets flying over my head. I don't have things happen to me where I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid yeah. to have to get, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well I, I agree. I agree with you 100% because I had to walk through that. You know, uh, I thank God that, you know, he sent me out on a total outreach ministry. Okay, during the crack cocaine epidemic, you know, well, we lost whole neighborhoods. You know about how that happened back in the 80s, you know, early 80s and 90s when, you know, the crack epidemic was really, really bad out there. And and God sent us out into the projects. And we went we went out into the projects and we went door to door knocking on the people's doors and we had service outside in the little parks or whatever inside of these different projects. And, you know, the dope boys, they came. The you know, the little uh crack whores and the little prostitutes and all of them these were the ones that came and they were giving their lives to Christ. And basically we built our church. We built our church with those young converts that came to the knowledge of Christ at that time. So, so I, I mean, a lot of people were like, man, I don't see how y'all going up in there. They shooting and killing and this and that. And a lot of times we would come up in there and the ambulance would be coming out with somebody and we would come in with the word of God and brought peace to those areas. So, so, so the word of God is quick and powerful. It's alive and it's powerful. Yes, Hallelujah. Amen. That's right, Pastor Gant. Yes. Well, and mm. we're living in a time. We're living in a time now where where God is going to show Himself as God. You know, I, I believe. I believe according to the 15th chapter of the Book of Genesis, it said that you know He told Abram. He said, "Know for a surety that your descendants are going to be captive in a strange land for 400 years. He said, but after that 400 years that he was going to come and he was going to reorganize his people, he was going to bring his people together, and they were going to come out with a great hand. And I see that happening right now. I see that happening right now. Yes. My God, my God, yes. And it can't be stopped because of God's word. It's signed, sealed. (laughs) Yes, Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. So, so, so the, the home is changing, and you know, and when I was telling, I was talking with one of the brothers another day, and it was, they were just like, hey, they, they were like, Pastor Gantz, you got, you got just as many white followers as you do uh, black followers. I said, yeah, because you know, when we talk about the body of Christ, it's not a race. It's the body of Christ. It's black people, white people, it's oriental people. It's different folk from different races, different sectors, different, you know, different families are all coming together as one body in Christ. And, and you know, a lot of people, they, they look at, at the races and they say, well, well, you know, they're looking at it as a black and white thing. And I'm telling them, I say, well, you know what? We have to look at it because, you know, God is going to deal with his people. But right now, because of Christ, you know, salvation is for everybody. everybody. That's what Jesus Christ did. He made it so that everybody can be saved. You know, there's no more black. There's no more white. There's no more, you know, Gentile or Greek. You know, we are all in Christ now. Amen. That's right. Amen. Mm. So. 
That's so tell us about so tell us a little bit tell us a little bit more about your ministry, okay? So so that people can get in contact with you, so that people can join in with you. What do you have going on right now? Uh, so right now um, we're setting up uh, just a, a worldwide. Um, I, I want to say uh, cause to worship, just going forth in different uh, cities. We're setting all of that now because it just seemed like. My life just went back full circle. I got into the music industry, but then it just broke out into ministry, and that's exactly what my heart has been after all along. So um, doors have been opening, and um, even just behind the scenes, you know, if I go somewhere to minister, I say, I'm not here. Just accept the salvation, accept the miracle, and I'm moving on to the next. You know, you don't even have to mention that God, that I was to just give God the glory and testify to someone else what He's done for you, and I just keep it moving. So um, I'm just excited to see what God is up to well, next. Well, well, tell us about the 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 the, the, the gospel uh, hip hop was what you just experienced. Uh, how was that? That was absolutely amazing, and what makes it amazing to me is. Uh, my song was an urban song, you know, it's it's about love. I sing about love, you know, and it made it to the Gospel Hip Hop Awards. The song I, I wrote was Pure Love. That was the very first song I, I wrote, came out with. And um, so that song does minister to people, even though it was secular when it came out. So that kind of just solidified for me the direction that God is taking me into. So um, I am sure. working on a gospel EP. Mm-hmm. And um, a, a book out of that just to uh, detail some of the things that I've experienced to bring me back to my first love, which is Jesus Christ. Um, so people can follow me at Lady Bain, that's Lady B-A-I-N, music on all social media platforms. I would love to connect with your listeners there. And um, I'm just excited to see what's next, Pastor Gap. Glory yeah. to God. So I'm glad I met you. This is a blessing here to to meet a real foot soldier in the army of the Lord and someone that takes ministry seriously. So I count that a blessing. You know that music is so powerful. You know when we when we when the SCLC, the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, you know that's Dr. Kingdom organization and our leadership uh, that's down there now. We 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 tend to more to lean more to education and economic empowerment nowadays as opposed to, you know, you know, dealing with civil rights and human rights acts, you know, as they come up. We're trying to we're trying to we're trying to solve the whole problem. Meaning that if you if you give somebody a job, you give them a means to work, you give them a means to take care of themselves, then they less likely to go out there and pick up the pistol or pick up the dope sack and go out there and do something. So we so we're establishing more Programs, you know, centered around you know education and economic empowerment. When we look at when we look at when we look at ministry today, glory to God, hallelujah. When we look at ministry today, we're right back in the book of Acts, where I believe you know, where I believe as we're getting house to house and from place to place, you know, people are experiencing, you know, experiencing God. They're experiencing God. And that's that's why I'm kind of the doors of the church were shut down for a little while so they could come out 
and, uh, and and get back out into the streets, get out into the streets where we need to minister to the people. Uh, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you about about um, when we were talking about the music, how important it is because you know when we started the the SCLC Stop Love Fest, okay, we gathered all the artists in Atlanta, okay, and we told him he said, you know, I I sit down, I talk with the young people, I said, look, y'all can sing, y'all can dance, y'all can do skits and plays. But it all had to be about stop the violence. Glory to God. Uh, Lady Bang, look, when those young people put pen to paper, okay, and they came up there and they performed, it blew our minds because they had so much to say. Because they had so much to say. They said that on that day when we had that event, we ran out of the, we was at the Tupac Shakur Center for the Arts. So they had sign-in books where they had to, you know, people sign in on the book, give their name, email, phone number, sunsets, right? We ran out of books because we had over 500 people coming through there every hour, and they came from all over the nation. And and the music, and the music, the music that that they brought forth, I mean, the, 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 the songs that these young people sung, I was just like, I couldn't. I couldn't believe that God had did that. The, even the press, the newspaper, they came up. The newspaper and the news media, they came up. They said, "Look, we haven't seen nothing like this since the '60s." Pastor again, we ain't seen this since the '60s. And when no, when no booty showing, when no pants sagging, when no, when no, uh, what they call them, the uh, booty shorts and all that, none of that. It was our young people, and it was beautiful. They are hungry, Pastor again. They are hungry. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, that's amazing. That is amazing. Mm. So we got to keep on doing We got to take it out there. We got to take it to the street. Yes, we, we just got to take it to the street. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I thank God for your ministry. I can tell it's, it's authentic. It's real. I talk to a lot of people, and you know how you can just feel stuff in your heart. I can tell it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. real to you. And that's definitely a blessing. Definitely a blessing. Well, I've been I've been through all that. You know, I was assigned to counter drug operation, but then that put me in count. That gave me my encounters with 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 drugs, with alcohol, with the streets, with all of those things. You know, and and to be out there and to be out there like that. You know, uh, you know my own, my own wife, my children. They they had never seen that. You know, they grew up in the church. They grew up with their daddy. You know, at the PTA and all that stuff. Right then to then to see me. You know, out there in the streets and doing stuff like that. That was a that was mind blowing to them. They were like, whoa, what is this? But they didn't know that it was a that you know that that our neighborhoods were being were being targeted, that they were flooding our neighborhood with drugs and with alcohol. They were flooding our neighborhood with guns. And they meant for us to destroy ourselves. But it didn't work. <laughs> Glory <laughs> to God. It backfired. Yes. <laughs> Glory hallelujah. to God. Yeah. What they thought was going to destroy us, hallelujah, it messed around and it made us stronger. It made yeah. us stronger in the process. Uh, I'm gonna let you take it from that. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yes, and Glory you know what? God. I I just I I was right in the thick of it here in Detroit, 
And some of the people that you thought wouldn't make it out of that, they're now walking around the streets proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Yo, Christ. And I said, yeah. what the yeah. enemy meant for evil, God turned it around for good. He's always going to have his hand on our lives. He's always going to yeah. show his people a way out. He's going to deliver us out of it all, all. And when we look back and say we're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus yeah, who loved more us, than that means we're coming out not only on top, not only conquering, but we're going to take back some things that were stolen from yeah. us. In Amen. the name of Jesus. Yes, yes. I believe yeah. we're in that hour. I believe we're in that dispensation where it's about to start showing up. I thank God for that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We are at the I, I got one more question. I got one more question, I, and, and I, then I want you to talk about your ministry so we can get all the people in contact with you. Okay. okay. Here's the thing, right? Okay. The, the men are out here saying that the women that took over the ministry, and I disagree with them wholeheartedly because, you know, I'm saying, okay, uh, what, what do you mean the, the women are taking over the ministry? All the women are taking over everything. We got more women pastors, more women evangelists, more women apostles that are going out in the, today than we ever had before. What is your take on that? You know what? What I thoroughly believe is that there was a time in the church where men would not allow women to preach. I believe the uh-huh. scriptures were, inter- you know, misinterpreted on that. But God put a, a, a ministry in women as well. If you look at the women that were uh, with Jesus, let's look at Martha. All let's of look this. at mm-hmm. right. They were in ministry as well. So um, I believe when Paul said for the women uh, to keep silent in the church, he was speaking to our emotional nature. Uh-huh. You know, he was speaking to our emotional nature and and not our physical nature as women. So um, I, I do believe that once uh, we begin to understand that, you know, there were pastors and bishops that, you know, begin to groom the women and to allow us to take our place because there's other women that's going to accept things from other women as well. So I believe okay. that we're trainers, we're the nurturers in the ministry to other women and not just other women, but to the young men. You know, so Mm -hmm. I believe everything has its place. And the more that we begin to understand um, uh, the Bible more, um, how can I say, uh, on an unveiled level, we're beginning to understand Mm -hmm. certain things that were hidden uh, to our consciousness because of misinterpretation throughout the years. Women are coming forth like, oh, really? I can? Okay, I got this. I'm going to do whatever I can to serve the Lord. You know, especially uh-huh. the unmarried women, you know, who um, who's just dedicated to the Lord. Oh, they're going forth. There's a major charge, you know. So it's almost like when the men were going off to war and the women had to stay home and, and, and build and, and do, you know, just put their hands mm-hmm. to the plow to do whatever. There's some men that have to do things that we can't do you know, out here in the ministry because some men will not accept it from women. We just know that, you know, it's just the way it is. So we're in the, we're in the background carrying the mantle as well, and there are some that are in the forefront that's <clears throat> demonstrating the dunamis power just as well. So we just mm-hmm. got to get side by side and get this thing done until the coming of Christ Jesus. 
And and people don't realize because they you know they only reading the Bible and the books in the Bible, but there are other books to the Bible. And and one of the books I had the privilege of, of studying was the was the book that was dealing with Mary, Mary Magdalene, that became you know from from being an outcast to being a child of the Most High God. She stuck by Jesus Christ so close, okay, that he taught her things that he didn't even teach the the disciples. Okay. okay, and then it goes on to say that that the apostles they came to her for leadership because you see, but they don't want to preach that part. They don't want to teach that part. But see, but here here's the thing: it was it was it was my grandmother, glory to God, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes. that 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 got us boys up in the morning, put on our little suits, and 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 told us if y'all want to go to the movie, y'all gonna have to go to church. <laughs> yeah, y'all remember them days back in the day <laughs> when oh, you say if y'all don't go to church, y'all ain't going this and that, you know. Okay, but but that laid a foundation. That laid a foundation that 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 the women have always been there, and they've always been there carrying that mantle, and they're still here carrying that mantle today. And so you know. When we go to the church, we see most of the population that's in the church is probably going to be about a 40 or 50 percent, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's going to be more like 60 percent are going to be females as opposed to the 40 percent that may that might be males in the church today. Yeah. Glory to God. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Okay, so we got about, we got about uh, a 20 minutes left on the broadcast, so I really want you to talk about your ministry and how people can get in contact with you and how they can get involved with the things that you're doing today. Okay, so they can get in contact me on my, uh, with me on my website, join my mailing list so you can stay in the loop. Um, things are changing rapidly because, you know, um, venues are opening back up. So you can um, get in touch with me at uh, www.ladybanemusic.com. Um, and we're going to be shifting some things because, like I said, the door is open for ministry. Um, Lady Bane Music across all social media platforms. And I just want to keep you in the loop um, because what's going on right now with the shifting, you know, God is opening doors for me to go out and minister around the world. So um, my ministry is about freedom. It's about um, a relationship with Christ, those that are ready and just don't know how, those that want to hear the unadulterated words. I'm not going to sugarcoat God's word. I'm just going to tell it like it is. And that's why I enjoy your ministry, nothing but the truth, Mm -hmm. because people are afraid to tell the truth. They're afraid this person's not going to like me or this person may not accept me. But we need somebody out here that's going to tell it like it is so we can get delivered in this nation, so we can get people to wake up to who we really are in Christ Jesus, and we can get that power back as they did in the days of Pentecost and in the book of Acts. We need that back because once we got a little confused out here, we forgot who we were and we forgot how the power of God really works. So um, I want people to be able to connect with me and just see. You know, I don't do a lot of things that might be posted on the Internet. You know, I don't do a lot mm-hmm. of things that 
people may uh, may see and be like, hey, you know, I got, I know God is working through her. They'll hear about Christ, but it may not be able to be connected to me. And I don't mind that. Just like when Jesus went to certain cities, he said, don't even tell them I was here. Just carry on the work. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. You know, because sometimes it'll become a, a dog and pony show to some people, and they'll try to pimp your gift, pimp the ministry. And, um, but it, it won't be able to be contained. So I just see it as revival. My ministry is revival, revival, revival. So, yes, I thank God Lord for that, Pastor mm-hmm. Okay, so, so when we, when we talk about when we talk about when we talk about the ministry today, you know, we got so many avenues. Okay, um, when I went before the SCLC with the SCLC with the Stop the Violence campaign, they the the elders they asked me a question. They said, "Well, Gant, you know, back in the back in the fifties and sixties, they said we had the church. The church was the focal point of the community of the black community." Everybody gathered at the church, okay? And when there was information to be passed out during those days, you know, they met at the church, and they were able to disseminate the information, and the church was the nucleus of the civil rights struggle, okay? They said, well, now these young folks don't even come to church. How are we going to, they asked me, they said, Pastor Gant, how are you going to reach these young people? And so I told them, I said, well, we got to reach them Elders, we got to reach them where they congregate at every day. And they say, what you mean, where they congregate at? I say, well, they congregate online. They congregate, yeah. all the people are congregating online every day. She says, so what, what do you propose? I say, well, we're going to have to launch online ministries. We're going to have to launch ministries online where we can reach them where they congregate at every day. Like Jesus Christ, he went down to the marketplace. He went down by the seashore. He went where the people congregated at every day and gave forth the ministry. So how do you feel about online ministry today? I feel it's definitely a necessity. And, you know, um, I, I did also look at the fact that once they get fed online, some of them are going to want to touch. They're going to want to see you in person. So you're you're going to have to set up. Uh, fellowship meetings, maybe at a, like we did at a banquet hall, um, because you know I, I strictly, strongly believe you know not to forsake the, the assembling together of the saints. So it does not have to be in the church. It could be okay. We're coming to your town. Meet us here. Meet us here mm-hmm. for a word. Meet us here for a move of God. And they will come hungry, and they will leave out different. Oh, and you'll be able to feel it and see it, and then you just move on to the next town. And then they'll begin to move on and build and grow. And, you know, I just, I really believe we're at that time, sir. I really do. I really do. Mm-hmm. And, and with, all this, with all of this technology, like you said, okay, yeah, we got a technology where we can go live and we can we can video chat and we can Zoom and we can do all of these things. But there's nothing like that personal touch, that being right in front of the people where where you see the power of God come down, and uh, and I think I think I think that yes, after a while we're going to be able to see we're going to be able to see that movement because most of the ministers that are that are mainstream ministers today 
the 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 when we talk about back in the old days, the Jimmy Swaggers and the oil robbers, and and we talk about today, we talk about you know our ministers that are out there ministering today. They've used the television ministry as a powerful tool to reach the masses. Now now the radio has, has because of the internet and because of the podcast and all of that, we have so many vessels to reach the people. And I remember when I was a small boy and the Lord and the Lord was calling me into the ministry and the Lord was saying that that whatever I whisper, the Lord was telling me when I was like thirteen years old, like whatever you whisper in Atlanta is gonna be heard throughout the world. Now when I was thirteen there was no internet, there was no concept <laughs> of any of this thing any of this stuff being able to happen. But now as I look back at that, I say, oh, okay, I see. Now, Lord, what you were saying is that, yeah, we're going to have the ability to reach the world, you know, from right here where we're sitting, from right here where we're sitting. We're going out. I mean, right now this radio broadcast, they're not only hearing us here in the United States, but they're hearing us around the world right now. And I was going to speak to that too, Pastor Gant. I really like right now, like your ministry um, online, it's, it's priming the hearts. It's getting people ready, ready to gather up and say, hey, 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 I need that touch. I need that. So, you know, you're, you're really um, firing people up, you know, getting mm-hmm. people ready for that. And it's truly, truly a blessing to know that someone's being faithful in that regard to do that. Okay. And, but they still, but and I add to that, and I add to that 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 yes, as we're doing this ministry, you know, online, as we're doing this ministry by radio, as we're doing it by television, they still need pastors. We still need the local pastor. We still need the local evangelist. We still need we still need that hands-on uh, touch that that you were talking about. We still need that, you know, that face-to-face. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Amen. Hallelujah. It okay, is we're down to our last. Okay. We're down to our last ten minutes. Okay. We're down to our last ten minutes. Is there anything else you want to share? Uh, well, just mostly. Um, I just feel led to thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Just being in the trenches here. And um, you didn't give up. A lot of people fell away when COVID hit. They just, you know, didn't have the spark to continue on. So I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for what you're doing with the passion and what you do it with. And um, that's basically it, Pastor Ann. And to, um, again, say to your listeners, I would love to connect with you. So um, please get in touch with me. And just stay in the loop um, and watch what God is about to do. I take no credit for him, just the vessel, sir. And I just, uh, I want him to use me until there's <laughs> nothing left for me to do here. Yes, sir. Do you have Do you have any uh, upcoming uh, uh, shows or, or uh, concerts or anything that you're doing? Yes, yeah, uh, so glory to God. Uh, I'm going to be in Baton. Yes, I'm going to be in Baton Rouge, Louisiana on the 26th of next month. So um, if someone's in the area, if you want to even fly in, um, you can follow my my fan page on Facebook or Instagram and get the 
information for that. I would love to see your faces there. So that would really be a blessing to me. And uh, we have some other things that's coming down the pike, so it will be listed there as well. So we're going to get busy this year. <laughs> Pretty busy. Glory to God. Yeah. Glory to God. Okay, and and after after um, after 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 your show in Baton Rouge, do you have any other? Uh, is this a is this a tour or is this something uh, um, uh, just a, just a gig, another event that uh, that you got planned? Just a, another event, which is actually kicking off. Um, some things for me in some other cities, um, things that are in the works um, that we're just waiting for the print on, you know, just to get everything written up and ready to go. Um, pe- more and more people are getting vaccinated, and they're not really afraid to come out and gather anymore. So we just had to wait for the green light on that. And uh, my beautiful team through uh, Royal Court Records, they're working day and night to make sure we have a full calendar so I thank God mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Where's Miss Where's Miss Cece at? <laughs> <laughs> Cece, where is she at? Katie Texas. Oh, that woman's definitely a gem. She's. A I gem. love her, man. I <laughs> love her. Oh, she's wow. a gem. Yes. Glory to God. So, 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 is there any? Is there anything for TV concern, movies, anything like that that you have uh, coming up? Any videos, anything like that that we can look forward to? Um, I don't have the release date of the movie that we shot. Um, you know, it was colorblind. We did that last year, so we're just waiting on the release date for that. And I'm hoping that other doors open up for for some more movie opportunities. Um, I'm not exactly sure which month we're going to shoot my video. Um, I just dropped one for Limitless, um, and that that song really ministers to me. It tells my story about uh, Tragedy Triumph. So uh, that video is out. We've been working during COVID past the <laughs> CC is nonstop. Oh, it's so it's so much in the works, and I've seen her firsthand. She does not sleep. She just keep it going. Yeah. I could not believe. I mean, as I talk to, as I talk to more, as I talk to more women, I'm and I'm ta- I'm not just talking about the young ones in their twenties. I'm talking to women in their forties and fifties and sixties. Okay, and when when you hear their stories, when you hear what they've been through, I, you know I call it suffering in silence because mm-hmm. you would never know that these things were happening. And most of these things happen up under their own roof, mm-hmm. up under their own roof, and 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 they continue to go on. I mean, it is it is. We we're gonna have to we're gonna have to put together some type of movie, some type of video to to show the people, you know, exactly what's happening behind these closed doors. Because the only way we're gonna stop it is we're gonna have to make the world aware of it. Dr. King had a tactic. Where he said, where he said, when they asked him, they said, Dr. King, what are we going to do? He said, well, we're going to have to show America herself. Now, I think right now we're going to have to show the body of Christ. We're going to have to show the church herself. We're going to have to shame the church out of some of the things that are going on behind these closed doors. Absolutely. Okay. All right, we got, we got about five minutes left. 
So I will let you I'll let you give your contact information, how they can contact you. But please give me your comment on that, what we got to do for the church inside. You know, I, I definitely agree. And sometimes just us showing up, being who we are, when I say who we are, people like myself, people like you that can read these things, you know, just like when um when Jesus went, went around and the, the demons automatically knew who he was. And they said, have you come and torment me before my time? Those are the people that are going to show up on the scene and begin to reprove these people without even saying a word at times. They're going to be uncomfortable. Mm. It's a major, major shift and a major shaking that coming. I be, that's coming. I believe God has been patient for far too long, and he's, he's called a lot of us to be the ones that show up and shake that tree, and it, we're in that dispensation, and it's, it's going to happen really soon. So, again, that's why I say I thank God for people like you. I can tell you're not afraid. You are not afraid and not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the real of it, the behind the scenes of it. You know, some people are getting the glory and not even giving glory to God. And they say, me, I did this. And, you know, it's not about you. It's about getting these souls ready for the kingdom so we can go on, you know. So um, I really believe that, Pastor Gant. That uh, we're mm-hmm. gonna do it, you know. We're gonna do Amen. it. Yes, sir. Well, July the fourth. July the fourth. We're gonna be, we're gonna be on the steps of the state capitol of Georgia, and we're gonna be up there, you know, reproving all these things that they're doing. They think they're gonna, they think they're gonna put God out of the government, put God out of the mm-hmm. schools, put God out of the church, but uh, mm-hmm. but we're not going anywhere. You know, we're unmovable. You know, you know how that song goes, be steadfast, be unmovable, always abounding in the word of God. We, we're going we're to stand our ground. And, I mean, regardless of what they're trying to do, we're going to stand our ground. That's right. All right. All right. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast, and we're coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. And, uh, and I'm going to let you go ahead and close us out and close us out with prayer. Any words you have to give? Give your final thoughts and uh, close this out with prayer. My final thoughts, your listeners, is definitely get intimate with the word of God. Let it be alive and well in your spirit. Get to know it intimately and, and understand how God speaks to us. So we are on our way as a people, and I want you guys to be alert, be sober, be vigilant, as the word of God says. Father God, we come to you just thanking you today for this fellowship um, over the phone and over the airwaves, Father God. I thank you for every listener, every heart that was primed and open to receive the word that you have for them today. Yeah. Lord God, I ask that every seed that was planted, Father God, that you send somebody yeah. to water it, Father God, because we know that you're going to bring forth the increase, Lord God. We know that you're going to send forth your soldiers to carry out your holy will. Lord God, I ask you that you open every eye to see spiritually that what is before us, yeah. Father God. We know that you're going to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, so we bind anything that yeah. is of fear, Father God, because you've given us power, 
love, and a sound mind. So, God, we thank you today. We thank you that your will is being done. We thank you that that doors are being opened, Father God, and we thank you that people are being healed and set free. We thank you that we understand the charge that are on our lives, Father God, and we're going to go forth in the name of Jesus. Father, I just want to say thank you today. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Sir. All right, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth. We coming to you with nothing but the whole truth. All right, please tell them how they can get in contact with you right now. Yes, uh, follow me at Lady Bain. That's B A I N Music on all social media. I would love to connect with you back. God bless you all. This is the whole truth, nothing radio broadcast. We have Lady Bang with you, and uh, please reach out to her. We got great things coming in store. This is the whole truth, nothing but your broadcast. Peace and blessings. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. W Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.